Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. It's 6 p.m., which means it's 10 p.m. It's 6 a.m., it's 5 p.m., it's 3 p.m. It is always, it's anytime, anywhere, brought to you by a cold and tasty mm, Nitro Sprunk. Nitro Sprunk is so good. Like that song by Halsey. Now, as you guys know, it's been a busy day, so we're going to jump right into it. I'm going to go sequentially and tell these stories in order. Just a little rundown of what we've got, you know. We've got a little surprise announcement. We've got a uh, little bit of flying, a little bit of driving, a little bit of the wham-wham. And, uh, yeah. All right, leading up to... I have a date today. All right, so, going back to the beginning. I applied for a job yesterday. No, it's not an aviation thing. I'm going to settle down and do my CFI, as you guys know. But I need money to do that, so I'll probably need a second job. And, you know, as I told you guys, I've been enjoying what I've been doing lately at... My vein just looks so weird. I was... Anyways, I've been enjoying the beverage area, so why not apply to be a shift lead at the Starbies? And that's what I did. I applied for Starbucks as a shift lead at my old store. If that doesn't work, I'll apply for a shift lead at this store on commercial by my house. If that doesn't work, I'll apply to be a regular barista, I guess. I don't I don't know what I'm going to do, but that's not the point. There's like six, seven, or eight Wawa, Wawa's Starbucks around me that I could work at. I'm going to apply first to each store as a shift lead, and then I'll apply as a barista. But, and I need to find out if it's like a shared application. Like, if I apply for shift lead, can any other store in the area pick me up? I don't remember how that works, because it's been three years. So, yeah. As you guys know, I went and flew last night. And oh boy, did we have a fun time. So this is what I'm gonna spend the majority of my time talking about with you guys today, right? So I get there and the plane was really far away and they had to tow it up because apparently you're not allowed to start up down there at the edge of the ramp where it was because they don't want you hitting all the jets as you taxi past. But, you know, I did my pre-flight, they filled up the fuel I called the weather briefers like three times because of this storm stuff, and we're not going to waste time talking about that. I will say I learned something new for all of you uh, mechanics and stuff out there. Mm. So I wanted to put some oil in, but I didn't have an oil funnel. This guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, I'm a mechanic. I've been a mechanic for 20 years. I've never tried this in a plane, but I've done it in a car. I was like, well, that's reassuring. But I did end up trying what he told me. You can pour oil into an oil thing if you take the dipstick like halfway three quarters of the way out as long as you leave part of it in the oil thing if you pour the oil onto the dipstick it'll actually go down and into the oil thing without spilling now of course i still spilled a ton of it because i was pouring it too quickly uh yeah but you know, i wiped some of it off and we went on with our way there was no issue but yeah just a little fun fact you can do that uh, we were gonna go to Stewart and back. We started going up to Stewart. I told the, you know, I was giving the dude, the dude had to head down because he wanted, um, hood time. So I was giving, I was watching for traffic, I was doing the radio calls, I was telling him which headings to fly and where to go and altitudes and blah blah blah. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna comment really on his performance because, you know, I'm not an instructor, but I gave him some good pointers, you know, I helped him gave him some little logical stuff on when to lean the mixture or not because you guys one thing i want to point out for everybody you know 
You don't lean your mixture in cruise and then put the mixture back in when you descend. Like, as your descent, you put it full rich. No, 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 Because no. remember, the whole point of leaning the mixture is that you want a 20 to 1 fuel to air ratio, uh, air to fuel ratio. As you go up, the air becomes less dense. So the fuel ratio increases, which means you want to pour less fuel into the carburetor so you can maintain that ratio. If you, once you start climbing above 3000 MSL roughly, but once you start climbing, you want to start leaning. And once you start descending, you want to slowly start richening, enrichening the mixture. Just a little note for everybody. Anyways, we uh, hopped off one of the, we were doing flight following. We hopped off one of the frequencies, or I did, because he was flying, I was radioing. So we hopped off to check the weather. Weather was bad, so we turn around, we're coming back. They had us at 500 feet all the way down the shoreline. My dad asked me why. I had to tell him, you know, because, especially because it was westbound arrivals. Um, everybody was coming in over the Atlantic Ocean. You know, they're landing on runways 27, 23, 2, whatever, like to the west, which means they're coming in from the east. Um, and we're flying down the shoreline. So if they're descending out of 2000 down to a field, which is at a height of like 13 feet above the ground or above sea level, sorry they're gonna hit us if we're up higher so we had to stay low so that they wouldn't hit us on approach mm. I don't like flying low over the water at night but you know another thing I got pictures of this on my Instagram if you guys have looked you can see that it looks like the field the blue lights from the taxiways look like Pac-Man just like I said it's like flying over a Pac-Man board I love that about it I actually showed Angel the pictures, and now she's super excited to go flying as well. And guess what? I'm night current, so I can take her. Now I have to get instrument current, so I can, you know, we can be safe. I can fly in crappy weather if I need to. And I don't have restrictions on what I can do. Right now, like I told you guys, I need those 1,000-foot uh, ceiling, 3-mile visibility. But I want to be able to fly IFR again. Because I've got the hand-flying technique for it. I just not legally current anyways uh we come in and i love uh, miami approach was like expect the ils for runway nine and then we get switched over to the tower after asking by the way if we were going to have a westbound vector you know to get lined up for runway nine and like oh yeah you can switch the tower so we switch the tower we call up hey it's justna 48757 with information hotel ready for the ils for runway nine she's like oh expect a visual for runway 27 and i was like well I got lied to, so much for doing an instrument, a practice instrument approach, and so much for landing on runway 9. Even though the wind is calm, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> but we come in, dude does the first landing. Pretty good landing. Uh, this is the one thing I'm going to give him a little bit of flame for, only because it was funny-ish. You know, I have not flown at night in a, in a very, very long time, like over a year. Also, I haven't flown in the right seat. Uh, in a 152 ever I have three hours in a 152 now and I haven't flown in the right seat in like six months so I want you guys to know that it's been a long time since I've been in the right seat instead of the left seat it's been a long time since I've flown at night I have like no time in this specific aircraft and yet I flew this specific aircraft at night in the right seat and did three landings and we survived but I'm gonna come back to that because he did the first landing it was a pretty good landing now he's flown a lot at night so I thought he's got this and well, he almost drove into the grass thinking it was a taxiway, and I had to, 
take the controls away and be like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Now, the runway center line has taxiway leadoff lines so that you can, um, so that you can exit onto a taxiway. Now, I'm not going to high road anyone. I forgot about those as well, but also he still had the controls. He kind of told me to take the controls, like that I could, or that I could have the controls, and I didn't take them. But he kept uh, taxiing, so I was like, "All right, he's still got the controls. I'm gonna let him keep the controls." I didn't, you know, acknowledge having the controls yet. But then I did take the controls when he was, because the stupid landing light on that plane only goes like 10, 15 feet in front of you. So I couldn't see anything till we're right up on the grass, I was, or not in the grass, but like we were coming up to the grass. And I was like, this is not right. Stop, stop, stop my controls. So at that point, I took the controls and I was like, all right, all right, all right. And I had to basically do a 180 um, to go to make sure we drove around the taxiway identification sign and didn't hit it and then exit onto the taxiway finally. The lady up in the, the lady up in the tower was probably sitting there like, what the hell is wrong with these guys? Do they not know how to fly a plane? <laughs> oh man, that was so embarrassing. That was probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Was I thought we were gonna get the phone number and have to call the tower. Luckily we did not, but I thought we would and it would have made perfect sense if we did. Anyways, and then she asked us our intentions. I'm like, all right, well, we gotta have three landings because I got to get my currency, blah, blah, blah. She asked full stop for touch and go. You need full stop for night as we discussed. So then I start doing mine. You know, the first, my pattern, my first pattern, I couldn't even see the runway. I was like, I don't even know where the runway is right now. That's not good. So, but we came in, luckily I know the airport so I could find the runway. Flying at night is a whole different beast and I really don't particularly like it, honestly, but gotta practice it you need to know how to do it but again it's been a while so that was so my first time around the pattern i was like what the heck it was a pretty decent landing i'm not really going to give a lot of information about my landings you know to where they to the right to the left in the box fast slow high it doesn't matter first landing was all right second landing was pretty bad but the third landing was perfect you know we were on center line on glide path on speed everything touchdown in the box 60 knots or well no cross the threshold 60 knots touchdown in the box smooth butter on the mains and i turned him i said that's how you land a freaking plane yeah i was so proud of that and i even told the lady up in the tower because she saw the first two as well as the whole thing with the grass i said did that landing make you less depressed and she was like what I was like, because the first ones were so bad, blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh, no, they were actually all right. And I was trying to apologize. I was like, you know, because I haven't flown at night in forever, and I haven't flown in the right seat in forever. She's like, oh, no, they're actually pretty good. I was like, all right, thank you so much. I like the Jamaican guy better that's up in the tower because he was in there when I was practicing at night for my and doing my short field landings uh, or something for my commercial. And we had a nice little conversation as well. So there's some decent people in Fort Lauderdale. Not the security guards that do the, the traffic for the soccer games. They don't know where the hell anything is. They directed me around the loop for customs and back out, telling me that it was Executive Jet Center. And I was like, this is not the right way. And I listened to them anyways. I also never come in on the north side of the airport, but I did 
turned down the wrong road, had to come back out, turned down another road, got directed out by the stupid security people back onto power lines. So I go south, come in the road where I normally come in, but the opposite direction. And then they told me go to the left, which I did. I don't know why. Went through the circle at customs, come back out again. I was like, no. And then I finally got to where I was trying to go. And then where I was trying to park was closed off as well. So I had to go find a different parking spot. It was a whole mess. So yeah then we debriefed blah 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 filled out logs packed the plane up mm. i actually didn't get my banyan coffee and i was upset but yeah that was my night flying so you know i could go on for hours about all the stuff i did all the stuff he did he has a red headlight headlamp that i also bought one because that's a good idea especially if i'm going to do more night flying but anyways then I went to Taco Bell because I was like, I was going to go to the gym, but I was so tired and I was like, nah, I want Taco Bell. So I got, I went and drove to Taco Bell. I always go to the same one uh, over by Nova and part of the parking lot was underwater. These nice people let me drive up on the sidewalk. They saved my place in line so I could drive in front of them. But I still had to walk the bike through standing water, entering the parking lot and exiting it. I had to drive through the water. There was water in part of the line. And that's a stupid idea. There's so much water everywhere still. And I had already ordered the food, so I couldn't just give up. And I was like, damn it, I have to actually ride through this crap. Luckily, there was none by the window, so I was able to get my food. I drove really slowly out of the parking lot, and you know, I got home with no incident. But that was the last thing I needed. I told somebody in one of the cars, like, bro, I just finished flying a plane. And that was easier than this. This is ridiculous. So not much story for that. Just, yeah, there are a lot of parts of Florida that still have a bunch of water. Um, so then I went home. I went to sleep. Had to work at Wawa this morning. I ended up working 10 hours today uh, because they needed extra people because all this pandemonium with the gas. And they were like, oh, we're out of gas. So the port of Everglades was closed for a couple of days because of water. There's no access for tankers to get fuel. So everybody's like, oh, we're out of gas. We're out of gas. Look at Shell and 7-Eleven have no backup plans for anything. So yeah, they ran out of gas. Thing is, Wawa's open 24-7. We never run out of gas. But everybody's thinking that everyone's running out of gas. So then they're doing like with the toilet paper during the pandemic. And they're just like, gotta go and get gas, gotta go and get gas. Like, bro, it's not even hurricane season, shut up. So everybody all day is coming and getting gas at this, um, you know, pandemonious rate. Then we got three fuel trucks today. Like, obviously we're not out of gas, but the thing is people are buying it faster than the trucks can bring it in because they think there's no gas and there's whatever. So there was that, but I was working in the beverage area, like I told you guys really prepping my practice for my being a lead had everything clean stocked and ready to go and it was awesome espresso machine was cleaned i cleaned out the coffee machine stocked all the paper products the toppings the fridges all everything everything looked amazing i was so proud of that um yeah and then i went over i did some trash and then i did the register for an extra two and a half hours um so yeah that was all the stuff that i did now I'm at home, and I'm going to have a date soon. You guys already know we're going to read books and all the stuff we haven't got to do the last two or three days because of, you know, just schedules and stuff. 
course, I only have like five hours because then I got to go to bed, get up in the morning and do another eight hours at Wawa. I was supposed to do laundry today and I didn't get to because I got volunteered into working an extra two hours. So, um, why am I depressed? Because Angel's not here. Why am I happy? Because she exists. Sitting there before just like, I have a girlfriend. Now I'm turning into her because she does it all the time, apparently. Anyways. Um, yeah, that was why I was in a good mood, even dealing with all these idiots at Wawa all day. Anyways, I don't, I hate when people give, do, give in to the, uh, to this frenzy crap, to this, um, what the hell was the word that I used? The, the mania, the hysteria. And then my coworkers, some of them aren't helping it. They're adding to the hysteria, like, oh God, we're running out of gas. You better buy gas now. Like, no, shut up. You're making my job harder because I have to correct people now. Like, we got, like, 10,000 gallons. Shut up. Anyways. Um, one more thing. Those little survey things, like Ipsos and, um, the, the, what the hell is the name of the people that give you the, t- Nielsen. I got one the other day. My mom never checks the mail, so I did. I got $2. I get another $10 if I fill the thing out. So I gotta fill that out later. And that's what I'm gonna do at some point in the next few days. And I'll be seeing you guys at the end of tomorrow's wonderful adventure while we plan for the Monday night special. See you guys then. Bye.